Player two, you're awake. It's me, Kitty M, the All Geek. You're here, in the land of Pog, politics of geek. This week, we're going to feel the burn. No, no, wait, come back, we're not going to work out. Oh, God, no. No, we're going to find out which Marvel character Bernie Sanders is. I was going to do this using DC characters, but that would last about 30 seconds because he's obviously Superman, right? Working class guy with amazing powers of compassion and his parents weren't from here. (laughs) And rich people really don't like him. Plus, they're both Jewish. I know, how cool! (laughs) But this is about which Marvel character Bernie Sanders is. So, come on, player two, let's go. we take the lava path to the superhero lab because, you know, feeling the burn. The puns aren't going to stop, they're just going to get worse. Also, I just want to clear some stuff up before we begin. Obviously, I'm Australian, so you might think it's a bit strange that I'm interested in American politics, but we sort of have to be. As someone living in an allied country, American politics is, for a start, the best drama I've ever watched. It's like a cyberpunk version of Song of Ice and Fire, but it could quite literally end with me and my friends being killed because of decisions that are made in votes, like in that Star Wars movie where everyone complained that it was boring because it was about political processes. Hey, I wonder if that's by design. Like, it's so boring we won't pay attention and then we don't pay attention to politics. Anyway... In that movie, there was a message about how a lack of vigilance in democratic society can lead to corruption at the highest levels. And yes, Star Wars has always been political. You might also be wondering why I get to have a say on this. That's the problem, friend. I don't really. Despite the fact that if the world was a D&D group, America is the murder hobo rules lawyer who doesn't think we need a session zero to set healthy boundaries. Which is bad enough, but for some reason we're also letting them be our DM? The world doesn't get to choose who will lead America, which sucks for the world, because America insists on leading all of us, and that has not gone incredibly well all of the time. And yet, I know who's running my country. Trust me, I know. And finally, if you're wondering if I'm going to do this for any of the other Democratic nominees, like Joe Biden, or maybe I'll do a special on Warren. No, I'm not going to do that. Anyway... Here we are at the lab. Let's see who's on the slab. <laughs> little little joke there. Um, I just gotta I've gotta find my keys. This this one's not working. Um, any anyway, you know, when I started thinking about this, I was pretty clear on who I thought Bernie Sanders would be in the Marvel universe. And I know you're like, isn't it bad enough that they keep putting politics in comic books these days? Why can't comics be like they always were? You're ruining it. Let's deconstruct thoughts like that. I understand why you may think that comic books aren't inherently political. But if you look at comic books as we know them, that's not true. I don't know who lied to you. I don't know whether you've just never looked into it. And I'm going to be honest, I don't care. If you're telling me that comic books have never been political, you haven't been paying attention. And that is not my fault. Captain America, issue one is Cap punching Hitler. Superman punched Hitler. Wonder Woman not only punched Nazis, she was created with the express purpose of being a positive representation of a kink-friendly, bisexual, polyamorous individual, and the imagery surrounding her can not only be seen as a nod to BDSM culture, but also the women's liberation movements at time of creation. 
face it. You're not mad at me for pointing out the comic books are political. You're mad because you didn't realize you were being served a political message. And that's fair. Propaganda, especially from America, is often served to us through entertainment. It's a kind of soft power of American imperialism that can easily be seen in the prevalence of American voices, faces and stories taking precedence over others. Don't believe me? How many Australian actors have you ever heard using their actual accents? Right? But that's for another day. To the point of me ruining things. Yes. Yes, I do. It's my superpower. It's the only thing I'm outstandingly good at. And, well, you may hate it now. But one day, you're going to need someone to ruin something. And I'm going to be the one you call on. Oh, look at that. I opened the door. We should head inside. Ah, oh, the superhero lab. I still can't believe they let me keep them all in these glass tubes. Hmm. So, which Marvel character is Bernie Sanders? At first, it seemed obvious to me. Professor X. Older dude whose main aim is to care for and facilitate the personal growth of young people who are otherwise cast out from society? Right? Bernie Sanders is Professor X. Where all the mutants? It makes sense. Professor X organises, but also has with him a team of people who can teach, guide, and lend their own personal experiences to the mix. All while working with the powers of the day to legislate change. Also, if you're trying to tell me that Nina Turner is not the embodiment of Storm, come on now, that woman is a force of nature. The only person who gets to tell me she's not Storm is Nina Turner herself, and she can tell me anything she wants because she scares me and I love her for that. And on a good day, who Professor X is fits with Bernie. But on a bad day, he's creating child soldiers, deciding what's best for everyone, and not taking into account their needs and specific stories or their autonomy. Also, I think he gives in too much to the authorities, and he's way too ready to help mutants integrate into society, so that's, that's nothing like Bernie. Maybe Magneto fits, and no, not just because he's Jewish. And yes, I do keep pointing out that Bernie is Jewish. That's not in your head. It's because it's important. Anti-Semitism is on the rise in America. It's also on the rise here in Australia. We have actual Nazis here. And if pop culture, from Indiana Jones to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to Hellboy, have taught us anything, it's that Nazis are bad. So, I keep mentioning that Bernie is Jewish, and that there are well-known superheroes who are Jewish, because one, I had family members serving in World War II, and I see it as part of my family tradition to annoy Nazis. If that's the only thing I can do, that's what I'm gonna do. And two, Bernie's Jewish background is often overlooked when the mainstream media talks about him, and in doing so, ignores the blatant anti-Semitism launched in his direction. If you don't believe me, a guy literally unfurled a Nazi flag at one of his rallies. And if you want to find out more about this aspect of Bernie Sanders, I recommend episode 39 of the Hear the Burn podcast. It's very informative, especially if, like me, you're not Jewish. Back to Magneto. He represents the more rebellious aspect, the revolutionary spirit that is needed in order to effect change. Magneto is about standing up for yourself and being proud of who you are in this world, taking pride in your differences that someone else told you to be ashamed of. And I think that fiery, revolutionary aspect fits with Bernie. Except Magneto doesn't really want to work with humans. 
He's still so angry about how mutants were treated, and fair enough, but he can't see past that to create allies across the way, and that's definitely not Bernie. I also want to point out that I've never been cool with that aspect of Magneto's character. It frames the idea that overthrowing a brutal and violent system will make that person brutal and violent. Rather than just doing justice to the fact that when someone is oppressed, politeness will only get you so far before you have to start marching. And trust, most people don't want to march. We just want equal rights, right? But that's how Magneto is framed, at least in the more popular media like the movies. And I think part of the problem is Bernie isn't really like any leader we've seen for a long time. I'm not saying he's perfect or that there haven't been other good leaders, but you've got to admit, this guy is different. And he's been different the whole time. So he's not a boomer, right? He's actually the generation before boomers, sometimes known as the silent generation. His generation is, let's face it, the grandparents. The ones who at family dinner, your mum will turn around to you and go, oh, they're not really sexist, racist, transphobic or homophobic. They're just from a different time. Yeah, Bernie Sanders was part of a core group at university. That's kind of a huge deal. C-O-R-E, I suggest you look them up. He was also arrested for protesting segregation. He was marching for civil rights, LGBTQAI plus rights. He called out someone using a gay slur in one of his speeches to, like, the Senate. He voted against wars. He's been marching for women's rights. All of this before it was politically popular. He's from a different time because that's how time works. But he sounds like a Gen X to me. Or a millennial. Or a Zoomer. He's like a man out of time. <laughs> oh my god, Bernie Sanders is cable. Go with me here. A dude that is feared by the establishment because of the power they know he wields. He's concerned with peace above all else, and he's not afraid to go that extra mile. Plus, there is at least one guy who looks enough like him who shares his DNA who can imitate him. Larry David. <laughs> But if you want to get dark on this, we all know if there's a true strife to Bernie's cable, it's Trump. If you're feeling a bit lost at the moment, here's the quickest of rundowns for anyone who doesn't follow the cable storylines. And I guess, spoilers! Cable is a mutant whose godlike powers are kept in check by a virus. He travels through time. He doesn't always get the chance to choose where he's traveling. The six-pack are a group of mercenaries he puts together. He does this as a way of like raising funds, getting handle on the time he's just landed in, and generally stabilizing himself. The deeper story, though, is that he uses this group of ne'er-do-wells to ensure the dark future where Apocalypse reigns is never brought into existence. He sounds like an okay guy, but anyone who knows about Cable also knows he's not a really perfect fit for Bernie Sanders either. The dude has issues, and he's not a... Uh, good hero. But imagine for a second. In the Marvel Universe, an Earth where Cable is just good. We saw a glimpse of this in Cable and Deadpool, where the virus subsides and Cable can finally reach his potential, and he uses his godlike power, which can end the world, to broker peace, make people not be jerks, and the government freaks out and sends the six-pack after him. I mean, there are some similarities here. Bernie Sanders is an outsider. If he gets in, he's not going to be a war president, which would be a nice change. He's going to try and get people to sign peace agreements. He's going to try and fix the environment. He's trying to make sure people have health care. And that is freaking out the establishments. And, you know, the Democrats are obviously shield. 
obviously. Bernie and his coalition are the six-pack, but again, the good version, with loyalty and common goals. I'm not about to argue that the six-pack in the comic books are secretly good guys. They're disaffected. They're people who've been used by the system. But to argue that any of them have the goal of making the world better? No, not even I can argue that. At least not today. I'm so very tired. But if you look at the people who endorse and support Bernie Sanders, they're the antithesis of the six-pack's values. These are people who want the war machine to stop. They don't want to profit, or simply don't profit, from international turbulence. Their entire campaign is built on not me, us. Which is very different from the six-pack, who are, let's be honest, self-serving. It's not really a six-pack with Bernie either. It's like a six-million-pack. It's all these people from all different walks of life coming together to achieve a goal of peace. So, I mean, is Bernie Sanders cable? I don't know. He doesn't really fit with the Marvel narrative of leaders. Or, in fact, the general narrative of leaders. I think that's because we just accept now that people in power will compromise what they know is right in order to get things done. I'm not saying he hasn't made bad decisions or compromised. Everyone has done that. Everyone does do that. I mean, how many of us are going to jobs we don't like? Or buying products from companies we know are doing harm? All of us. All of us do that. The system is broken so we don't get a choice, so we have to compromise. And we can't expect leaders to be immune from that. They live in this world too, but this guy, again, he's different. He hasn't compromised to the extreme degrees we're used to accepting. A fun thought experiment. Think about every leader in pop culture. They've all got something wrong with them. They've all compromised or got some deep, dark secret that they're suppressing. So he doesn't fit a leader narrative. What he does remind me of, though, is Young Justice, that animation series that I keep telling you to check out, without spoiling that. In that, those kids lead together by being honest with each other. Their team survives onslaughts because they know that someone having a hold on you will jeopardize your mission. So they lead with honesty. They can't be compromised. And he reminds me of that. Maybe that's the closest he comes to being a leader from a comic book-related franchise, but no, that's DC, so maybe Marvel doesn't have a leader that can match him. Oh, but what about Captain America? <laughs> oh, sweetheart. Captain America's a roid junkie whose underlying themes of eugenics are particularly disturbing, and while I adore Chris Evans' version of him, the hoorah American attitude is some of that soft imperialism power we were talking about earlier, okay? See? Told you. I can ruin anything. But maybe you've got some ideas about who he might be. Before you tweet me, oh, he's Red Guardian because he's a communist. First, he's a socialist. They're different. Second, I've mentioned I'm an Australian. Let me tell you a little bit of a story. We once had a prime minister called Gough Whitlam. Whitlam brought in many things, including universal health care that we have today. And even though it's been chipped away at by successive governments, it still makes my vental affordable, ensures that my parents, who have both needed to go to hospital and will increasingly have to as they get older, are secure in knowing they won't go into debt if they get sick. Is it a perfect system? No. It needs improving. But he brought it in. He brought that in. And what I want you to know about this man is that he also used to greet people by calling them comrade. If you're using socialist as an insult, 
maybe you should have a look at what policies that are very socialist actually look like in literally all of the other developed countries. Oh, and uh, the Nazis weren't socialists, by the way. It's, you know that poem, first they came for the um, socialists are either the first or second group in that poem, depending on which version you're reading. So that's, that's probably your first hint that the Nazis weren't socialists. They were oligarchs and fascists. So give me your suggestions. Are there any Marvel characters who would fit with Bernie Sanders or indeed any of those around him? Be respectful with your suggestions because while Bernie might be a nice guy who only gets grumpy in the service of others, I'm not Bernie Sanders. I will destroy you. So be nice. Oh, yeah, I should have, I should have mentioned I um, may not have actually had the keys to the lab. I may have been picking the lock. That's the alarm. We should, we should leave. But before we do, some good things to help you get through, whether you're in lockdown or just breaking down with this coronavirus. Steven Universe is officially at an end, but if you can find the series, watch it. It's fun and heartfelt and lovely, and you deserve to feel happy. And it's something where someone has created a series so inviting and filled with space for everyone and good lessons about how we can just be ourselves. It's fun for the whole family and it's very kid-friendly. And even if you don't have kids, you should watch it anyway. Also, there's news of a Netflix Dragonlance series with Ryan Reynolds to star. So that's something we can all look forward to. And if you haven't seen it yet, the BBC have taken a cut from a show called The Thick of It to get their lockdown message out there. It stars Peter Capaldi before he was the doctor and is filled with swearing. You can find it by googling BBC Lockdown Thick of It. Please, check it out. Have a giggle. You deserve to laugh. Well, Player Two, I hope this has helped. I'm sorry I couldn't really give you an answer, but I got to talk about Bernie Sanders and comic books for like half an hour. So that's a win for me. And that's what this is about. Me. You can reach me on the Interblag on the Hell site, that is Twitter, at ChaosKittyM. It's really the best place to find me. You go ahead. I'll deal with the guards. Until next time, Player Two. Stay safe.